Welcome to the Code Life podcast with me, Nathan Black, and being my great mate, Carl Beach. Hello, mate. So we just come through the uh, gathering bunker edition, uh, which was extraordinary, actually, <laughs> an undisclosed location. But I think normally we get two and a half thousand men in a field, maybe two point six at the at the peak before we had a year we won't talk about. <laughs> Um, but I think we reached, you know, not far, four times that. Yeah. Which is, which is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. We thought we might need a bigger tent. In fact, the Lord gave us one in the form of, uh, the ability to broadcast this year. The interweb. But the, yeah. But the big news, like we preached the gospel Friday, Saturday night and, um, we didn't have the internet webpage counter going on Friday night. So we can't talk about that because we don't want to claim what we don't know. Yeah. True. Integrity is important. Yeah. Saturday night, 1,597 people yeah. picked on the come home tab after we preached the gospel, which is yeah. unbelievable. Now, we're not saying they all came to Christ. No, we can't say that. But we have known from our emails and responses that a whole bunch of people came back home. Yeah. Uh, or made curious in the first time. So that is unbelievable, isn't it? It's great, yeah, and it's great to see that many people, whether they, like you say, respond to the gospel or not, but showing an interest in what we're trying to do, which is share the good news of Jesus. So that's amazing. We're cheering that on, aren't we, mate? Yeah, uh, the gospel for, for ordinary people. You know, we... Yeah. I mean, obviously, behind the scenes, we are men of extreme sophistication. Extreme sophistication. Renaissance men. Yeah, we are. Well, we try to be, don't we? We try to be. But we do present a plain speaking gospel. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah, we do. Um, so that was that was an interesting experience. But we're we're also trying to follow the trends, aren't we, mate? Of, of where all this is going, and yeah, we, we configure our ministries and keep adapting. Someone I've said this a few times lately, but they're saying that the big superpower these days is the ability to be agile. Yeah. And uh, yeah. agility is, is what we're about, isn't it? Kind of responding to what's happening and innovating and adapting and overcoming. Yeah. So we keep on the front foot of God's purposes at least. But we, um, we are looking at what's happening out there and it's a weird old time, isn't it? Because yeah. <laughs> um, Leicester is in lockdown. Yeah. And they're talking um, more regional lockdowns, aren't they? They're looking at Rochdale <coughs> and you know Bradford and other places. And I think Derbyshire is in the hit list as well. Is it? I didn't know that. I think we were way down the list, but but a lot of people are not, yeah. not social distancing, are they? And as Patrick Dixon said when he came into Sunday Night Live, which we'll remind people about later, mm. the thing is just is highly infectious. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, you know, we need to adapt for the future. Yeah. And we are reaching more people, aren't we, through what we're doing? Yeah, we are. And it is, yeah, it's, it's interesting times because the reach that any organisation now has, if, if, like you say, they adapt and do it well, then the potential is, is to go even further than we've ever gone before, which is amazing when we're talking about getting the gospel out to men. You yeah, know, we have, people, we have people in Poland and Belgium, <laughs> and all sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Over the yeah. They would well, yeah, exactly. And and we've seen for a long time, the church in general has struggled with evangelism to men. Um, and we've always been in that gap, being that sort of 
that gospel irritant, as you used to say. But but now, even more so, it is difficult for guys to share their faith or for the church to reach out to blokes. But we're on the front edge of that, pioneering some new stuff. So it's exciting. We have got a few plans. Now, the thing yeah. is, <clears throat> just between you and me. Yeah, go on. I don't, I mean, I don't want this getting out there. Go on. I don't think this lockdown is going to end properly. I think we're going to, it's going to end. <clears throat> I'm not saying nationally, it could do, but yeah. I think the thing's going to reassert itself and it could be sooner than winter. So I think we've got to, we've got to keep innovating and adapting. But other than that, there have been some very strange stories in the news. There has been. We are keeping our ear to the ground on this. Yeah, we are. And we, we've been chatting offline, haven't we, about the um, potential swine flu outbreak in China again. Swine flu level two. Yeah, there's some new thing in pigs in China, <clears throat> which are like about human transfer. Yeah. I mean, just to say, you're not listening, think we're conspiracy theorists. We're not. We're like, not, we, but we, we do like. We called. We said there's going to be a global pandemic months and months before it happened. On we, this podcast. yeah, we need to look back and find that podcast because we did call it. We said it's been about hundred years, and it's about time. And then what? Six months later, bang. Called it, but then there's this weird thing happening with elephants. Yeah, yeah, we were reading that last night when we mate, where they literally 360 in Botswana are just lit, you know, dropping dead on their faces. Circles and just drop dead on their faces. What's that about? And they're saying it has the potential to uh, go into humans. Yeah, I mean, so what I'm thinking is, um. We could be doing this from our bunkers this for a while. Time. Thing is, mate, we're not conspiracy, but we're not we're not big end of times guys. But we are men who live with the end in sight, and I think that's important. We do, and we do read the Bible, and the Bible does talk about birth pains and yeah. Well, we did a little list, didn't we? Wars, rumours of wars, crop failures, yeah, pandemics. Pandemic, plagues. The Bible called it a plague. <clears throat> Earthquakes. It's the fourth seal in Revelation, mate. I'm telling me. Well, yeah. I mean, we're seeing, <laughs> we are putting the puzzle together, you and I, aren't we? Yeah, mate. It's a big puzzle. <laughs> yeah. New pieces lining up. But, but the thing with it, say watch. He says, watch for the times. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Be alert, and that's what we are. And also growing a pretty wild hairdo. I don't know, mate. I'm thinning out. Look at that. They ain't thinning out. When I tried to grow it, it's all wispy, here. Yeah? It all went all weird. It was curly. It was curly. Um, also, we are planning. I mean, this is a little, a little sneak reveal. I can't tell too much because I've got to agree with my wife. But we are planning <laughs> at the end of the year, hopefully, a road trip that is like no other road trips you've ever seen. And it will be gospel focused, and we're calling it faith on the front line. So it's it's going to be exciting, and it's going to involve my truck. Yeah, and thousands of miles if we can pull it off. Film GoPro up. Yeah, vlogging, vlogging, all sorts of stuff. A bit uh, like the road trip we did last year in a camper van. Yeah, but a little bit different. Yeah, very different. We've got filming episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I'm excited about that, actually, mate. Yeah, it'd be good. Can't you know, say. Have you not told your wife yet? 
I've mentioned it. I've mentioned it. But like anything, timing's important. <laughs> Just because it's obvious, you know, it's a big, with three kids at home, it's a big logistical. I'm in a different situation. Yeah, I've got a dog only I can handle. <laughs> I've just booked him in to have a little operation, little male dog operation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's time. He won't thank you for that, my friend. He won't, but at the same time, in the garden yesterday, my my little Annie, she's eight, couldn't get him off. And he, he thought he was top dog. What happened? Well, I heard her calling and I looked out and she's sitting there playing and he sort of thought, oh, that's inviting and jumped on and the old back legs are going and he's, he's and she couldn't get him off because he's 40 kilos. So I had to wade in and get him off her. Uh, and can I just say every time he's tried to mount anybody, I'm, I'm always no, you know, and give him the right praise for when, when he does, you know, but he's got this thing in his head. He just cannot control himself. So I've got, to, I've got to help him. Help him on the journey. You gotta help him, mate. Take the chain off the bike. <laughs> and then he's going nowhere. He's a big unit and all. He's a big unit. He's a good boy. He's a big boy, yeah. Oh mate, it's good it's good to podcast. So we are also we're doing some strategic planning, aren't we, mate? Yeah, About mate. podcasts. A little bit of a window on what we're thinking. Yeah. Um and this is sort of a, maybe a bit of an update type podcast we're, we're thinking that uh we're going to go deeper into stuff yeah we're going to do sort of seasons of sunday night live yeah 12 12 week blast take take a chunk of time out six weeks prepare for the next season but yeah. with the podcast we're thinking of going to one a month but but like a two-hour podcast yeah really yeah. research because the reading time is immense when we've done the book stuff we really want to dig into the books and the content and make it really rich. Yeah, life stories and all that kind of stuff. Historical yeah. facts, stats, all yeah. that stuff. Properly go into it. Um, so that's probably going to happen quite soon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, this month we're going to have a little meet-up. Because um, we can, I think, Nicky was saying, we can stay in hotels as of Saturday. And often I come up to the office overnight. We have a planning meeting. Yeah, and I've got some stuff to do down your way, so I'll mix it up, come down yeah. your way. But yeah. that's the general trajectory, because I think some of our feedback from the blokes listening is they like it when we get really into these big stories. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do that for you. I think that's going to be exciting, that. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got lots of ideas, and we're also developing a load of stuff at the Hub. Some some new stuff's coming. So the next 18 months, two years, can be good. I might have a little picture of the studio with uh, Phil. Oh, yeah. Let's have a little look at that. Yeah, yeah. See if we'll find it. So, uh, while I'm finding that one, you just say what we're going to use that for. So, we're setting up a studio in the office, um, like a recording video suite, um, because we want to put out a ton of resources. Look at that. It's very cool. Where's the one of close up? There you go. Look at that, all greyed out. It looks awesome. And we can obviously socially distance in there as well. So we are converting that into a recording studio, live webinars, loads of training, loads of evangelistic resources and coaching, speakers academy. Basically, we've realized, and if you're a church leader watching, 
we've realised that our churches need a load of training, a load of support in the area of evangelism to men. We've been doing that for years, but now we can enable that process and we can, we can really offer a load of stuff. So yeah. we're really excited about it. We've got a lot of stuff in our nuggets, haven't we? We've got a lot of, stuff <laughs> there's a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's I, a lot of stuff. I've got mates who are charging. I've been, I've been looking this up. Mm. Stuff that we're saying for free. Yeah. <laughs> hundreds of pounds for Yeah. Oh, yeah. We want to get out there for the proliferation of the gospel. Yeah. So we want to raise up an army of evangelists and blokes who are equipped to share their faith and church leaders who understand how men think and... How yep. do we ordinary fellows? All these sorts of things we talk about, little lessons. We so all webinars yep. and training, equipping, and yeah, it's going to be great, isn't it, mate? Oh, I'm really excited about it because we've we also want to invest in a generation of men that are coming through. So young men in your church that need to be mentored, trained, coached. Um, if they've got gifts as as a speaker, you know, we want to we want to develop that and help you as a, as a church to develop that. Um, and really grow it. So, yeah, it's, it's big stuff we're going to try and do. And we need to keep on the front foot of what's happening out there in culture too, because I suspect that not, not all churches are going to be opening. I don't think churches will, but the church is open. Always. So I'm talking about... The building. The building and going back to the way we do it and yeah. meet in numbers together. Yeah. changing. And I, I personally don't think that is going to change overnight now. I don't. No. And people's confidence, like non-Christian blokes, are going to need to be very confident to go and meet with a whole bunch of blokes and do some stuff where you get close to people. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got to find new ways. And and I don't think we can shut the door on the fact that, like um, Patrick Dixon was saying, 25% of the UK were, are, are engaging in church in one form or another online. Like, we don't want to walk away from that. We want to resource that and grow that. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so there's good. a there somewhere, but we want to get massively into that, don't we? We want to get into that space. And we yeah, just... yeah, and I think we can, oh, and we'll do it in our way, our style. But we want to put a load of stuff out, and importantly, we want to put a load of stuff out that's for your non-Christian mates, because we're the only ones that are doing it. So we can put some great content out that you'll feel confident to share with your non-Christian mates. That's right. Yeah. 100%. There you go. Yeah. What else should we talk about? Well, I was thinking, we, we talked about the prodigal son at the weekend, and I went back and read through it. And, I, and just one verse really stood out to me, mate. He said, that, so it's Luke 15, yeah. and verse, uh, verse 12, the younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now, instead of waiting until you die. <laughs> so hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got three kids, you've got two. Let's say one of your kids comes up to you, Dad, can I have a chat? Yeah, of course you can, Dad. Um, look, I know you're sitting on the property, you've got the house, you've got a little bit of pension, you've got some savings. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's going to fall to me when you die. Uh, I don't want to wait until you've died. I want it now. Can you sell up? Can you break up the home? <laughs> Give me what's mine. Because I'd rather have the money now. Now, I'm not being funny, but I'd be quite offended by that. <laughs> I'd actually say, who do you think you are to wish me dead? You just want me money. You scrope. Get out of here. <laughs> do you not think? Like, but there's no, there's no narrative here of the father reacting like that. He, yeah, it must have been heartbroken. It's an illustration of the Lord saying he's looking at us. When we're going our own way, going, I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah. 
I'll let, I'll let you go. Yeah. He's, but, he, but, you know, but the Lord knows there you go. But you'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't need to go into details here, but you said this recently for a recent experience. You said you went somewhere and some stuff out and you've, you had this feeling like, God, yeah, you're on your own on that one. <laughs> I don't think I've done something outrageous now. <laughs> no, no, but there was a sense of feeling like, no, what, yeah. I, what I think is, when you're walking, just, just to reassure people, I've not done anything really... No, no, nothing outrageous, nothing outrageous. <laughs> there are times when you can react to something. If That's what I meant, in, yeah. If, you, if, you, if you're walking in and of the Holy Spirit, yeah. you can feel when his presence is just... That, that little, <laughs> the sharp edge of the anointing is just fluttering away. Exactly. like, all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you go into that. Yeah. You'll be back. But, but And we're all doing it, and it's good because people... I get emails from people sometimes, and they say, it's so encouraging when you share that stuff because I've almost got you on a bit of a platform that says you don't struggle like that. And it's rubbish because we do. There's moments where we just stray off that narrow path. We get back and we stand up and we dust ourselves off and we crack on. We don't have the past to find our futures. That's it. We learn, we learn from it. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. We all make mistakes. We all, we all do stupid stuff. But I can tell now. I'm at, I'm at a point in my journey where I can tell if that, the sharp edge of the anointing of God. Because I know... Yeah. We've been able to reach thousands of men with the gospel and all yeah. this other stuff and doing with the edge, and it's all it's all God's grace. But I know yeah. now when He's fluttering away a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the interesting, you wrote about this before in, and we'll do a little uh, resource plug because we don't often do it. Fifty-two men of the Bible. You wrote about this, and I often remember it that Samson, and it's in the Bible that he, he didn't realise that that sharp edge had left him. The and the Lord had left him. He didn't even know. Didn't he goes know. in and punch up, and his supernatural strength was gone. I was reflecting this because, you know, I've I've been set upon in in the past by a mob. Mm. But when Wesley and Booth happened to them, the power of God come down and swipe <laughs> all the yobs to the floor. Yeah. Wouldn't happen to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and was it Elijah? Didn't the bear? He was getting called Baldy, and a bear came out and mauled yeah, some kids. A bear and a bunch of kids. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, Where's my bear? I'm getting attacked by a mob, but I've got no bear, no lightning strike. <laughs> got stuffed up. Yeah, it's because I wasn't confronting an angry mob in the cause of the gospel. Mind you, neither was what's his face with the old Baldy thing. Uh, yeah, maybe they were impeding his journey. The other interesting thing I find about the prodigal son, go on, the second son, because um, often we, you know, he weren't very good at welcoming the other his brother back. <laughs> no. And often what happens is someone does one in the church, causes a load of grief or a heartache, wanders off, might have had an affair, insulted yeah. a few people, ruffled a few feathers, and then they go off and do their own thing. It's the same thing, and then you know the church is like, oh welcome back, welcome back, but people in the church are like, how are you welcoming them back? Yeah. Uh, you know, what about us? You know, how do we think we feel? That's interesting. That's interesting, actually, yeah. Because I think it's the response of the second son is fascinating and, and it beholds on us to, to welcome back the person who strayed or caused yeah. the failure. You know, if someone has an affair in the church or messes up, we, we cast them out. Yeah. But this, but I think it's a, the prodigal son story. There's the second, there should be a, a subheading 
and the story of the second son. Yeah. Or are you the second son? Well, that was, I mean, that was one of Jesus's points, wasn't it? To the Pharisees or the religious scribes that he was pointing them out as the older son. That's exactly right. He was saying like, this is you. <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, we're not very good at uh, restoration of people, are we? Why is that, mate? Is that because we feel like we've stayed with it and not had any praise or recollection? Or I don't think the church is good at dealing with dirt. Dealing yeah, with broken that's lives. That's why the church has this veneer, the cleanliness. We should be dealing with muck and dirt and grit and spit and blood. I mean, we ain't good at that. It's, a, it's actually a very good point. I know, and it'd be interesting to know how we can put, put, put a bit of an olive branch out to people that have been hurt. Because I know, as you're talking, people are going through my head that I know have walked away from their faith. And even now, it's like a red alert button. If you talk faith, it just triggers all that anger and all that hurt because of the way they were treated by a church. And what can we do, mate? What, what are some of the things we can suggest that would really you know, breathe life back into that damaged relationship, I suppose. Well, I keep, I keep saying this, you know, I, I think um, several things. One is people haven't got a deep appreciation of God's grace for them. We, we, we know that we're only sustained here moment by moment, nanosecond by nanosecond by God's yeah. grace. And if God really, you know, if we all knew what was really going on in each other's lives. Yeah then maybe you'd have more grace and understanding that God sustains your life through his grace. Yeah. Look at the plank in your own eyes. Because I think when you're judgmental about other people, it's a deflection away from the brokenness in your own life. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So that. And um, I think only the Holy Spirit can break your heart for the most broken, hurting people. And, uh, you know, I I think I keep saying there's two conversions. One is you convert yeah. to The second one is God breaks your heart for the poor and the marginalised. And you've got to live the Beatitudes, didn't you? Romans 12. Yeah. And the Beatitudes, I mean, I've spent years meditating on Matthew 5, Matthew 6, Romans 12, years. Yeah. I wrote a little book on it, actually, mate, called The Way. <laughs> little, little plug. There you go. Which, which, which is a little tour through some of that stuff. I, I didn't know that was going to happen then. But that is a little yeah. tour through some of that stuff. So there's a book called The Way uh, by me that you can get on Amazon, I think. Um, yeah, you'll be there, but it's a very, very simple guide. But I think these these sort of principles are so important. Yep, absolutely, mate. So before, a bit of doubt, believe the best. Yeah, look at your own art. Watch your own life and doctor. Yeah, stop being judgmental about everyone else. You and I think it'd be quite fitting to end the podcast with a little thought about or, or some info about the edge because obviously we're talking about broken lives, broken communities, and the power of gospel to really restore stuff. What, where's the edge in all this, the edge network, and what's happening? So we set up this little ministry federation uh, called The Edge, which is a federation of ministries working together to reach support. We've got a church network uh, for churches that work in areas of urban and rural deprivation. Yeah. And we set up edge centres, which have got licensed debt advice in, Housing and benefits advice, such as appeal level, life skills, domestic violence support, where we can put that in. Yeah. Just give hope to, you know, on estates and uh, areas of, you know, tough areas of brokenness. Yeah. And uh, obviously CVN is part of that federation. 
Yeah. Uh, we're just giving it our best shot to reach the poor and broken. Most the most hurting people. It's exciting, mate. And it's really gathering traction. Yeah, mate, it is actually, yeah. So I'm off to Bishop Stalford on Saturday. Uh obviously this will come out after that. Uh to discuss church planting the church. We're also preaching the gospel, an open air event in Darlington. Cool. A drive in event in Darlington on Sunday. Because basically, the appetite for the gospel and the appetite to reach broken people is off the scale at the moment. So that's yeah. what the edge is all about. Yeah. It's a big rescue mission. It's a Christ-centred rescue mission, isn't it? Come on. So that's it. Amazing, mate. Well, there you go. Happy days. Nice to chat. Thanks for listening. <laughs>